Today's podcast is also brought to you by Stoke Performance Nut Butter. This is a company that provides a world-class product and owners Wilkerson and James are truly incredible people who have made an even more incredible product. Stoke Performance Nut Butter uses only the cleanest ingredients so you can be performing and feeling your best every single day. Every ingredient in the nut butter has a purpose and reason behind why it's in the product, which personally was super impactful for me because normally when you try out most nut uh, butters or peanut butters and you look at the ingredients there's always one or two sketchy ingredients that makes you scratch your head and wonder man I wish there was a better product out there that only used clean ingredients and Stoke Performance Nut Butter filled that hole and I'm so excited to start using this product. Some key nutrients in Stoke Performance Nut Butter include B vitamins to support energy production and blood health, curcumin to support cardiovascular health, increased brain-derived neurotropic factor and muscle recovery, selenium to support proper thyroid function and energy metabolism, copper and iron to support blood health, zinc to support immune function, magnesium to support muscle function and recovery, and polyphenols to support anti-inflammatory effects. Again, like truly uses the best ingredients and nutrients to make you feel your best self going into your run or workout. This product is also super delicious and comes in very fun and unique flavors such as cinnamon pecan fuel and dark chocolate hazelnut fuel. When I first started doing research on this product, I was immediately blown away and quite honestly in disbelief that such a high quality product existed. Not only that was super, super healthy and clean, but also one that tasted super, super delicious. So you can get 10% off all products with code the running effect. In addition to this, we get a small commission from sales using that code, so you are directly contributing to the future of this podcast, which is super exciting. I'm super passionate about this product and hope you will all give it a try and help the podcast out in the process. So go on over to stokeperformance.com to check out their amazing and incredible products today and use our code to help support the show. Wilkerson and James, welcome to the Running Effect podcast. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Doing great. So to start out this episode, let's just like give people a little bit of a general background through your guys's interest. We'll do a little bit of a warm up round, just a, a simple game of this or that. James, you can respond first, and then Wilkerson, you can follow up, and then I'll proceed to the next question. So just speed round. Uh, starting out, my first question: strength or speed workout? Speed. Ooh, that's a tough one. I see probably more value in strength, but I do enjoy a good speed workout. Okay. Next question: ice cream or cake? Ice cream. I'm going to go cake on that one. Yeah. Uh, chicken or steak? Steak. Steak. Morning or night person? Morning. Night. Uh, mountains or beach? Beach. I'd, that's a tough one. I'm going to go mountains. Okay. Uh, rain or snow? Rain. Rain. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Wilkerson, you know this from uh, living in the Midwest. The, it could, the, the winters get brutal, especially when February and March hit around. You're like, I just want this to be over with. So I completely agree with you there. Uh, reading or writing? Neither. Uh, reading? <laughs> uh, probably reading. Yeah. Okay. Learning. Hot or cold? Hot. Hot. Uh, jeans or sweatpants? Sweatpants. Uh, jeans. Bagels or toast? Toast. Bagels. 
Tacos or wings? Tacos. Tacos, yeah. Uh, would you rather watch TV series or a movie? TV series. Yeah, TV series. Sweet or savory? Sweet. It's another tough one. Um, I'm going to go sweet, yeah. Okay, Drake or Kanye? Drake. Uh, I'll go Kanye. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Uh, ketchup, yeah. Would you rather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather eat a green banana or a brown banana? (laughs) Green. (laughs) Green for sure. And last but not least, would you rather eat pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Awesome. All day. I, I kind of like this because both of you are a bit split on your answers, showing different uh, personalities, which is awesome. I appreciate it. So starting out, let's just go right into your start in the sport of running, and then we will build all our way up to present day and some of the amazing things both of you guys are doing with your company. How did you get your start in the sport of running? And additionally, what, what were your first impressions of the sport? Yeah, I'm happy to jump in on that one first. So I had a pretty unorthodox start to running um actually swam and played soccer growing up and then my senior year of high school i grew up in jacksonville florida i went to a high school called bishop kenny my best friend colin lynch he got me into running he said hey why don't you come out and run track uh soccer's over swimming's over uh and i started to run the 800 and turns out it was the sport i was the best at so um ended up making the state final in the 800 and was already set to go to Furman. So uh, emailed the coach and got to walk on there, um, which was great. But my first impressions were the 800, so pretty painful. Um, <laughs> but it brought me to Furman where I ended up meeting Wilkerson, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, got into running late, obviously at like 18, uh, but really happy that I found it because I get to still do it today. Yeah, for me, I, I started running in eighth grade, um, cross country in eighth grade. And really got into it because a lot of my closest friends did it. Um, I played football, basketball, and baseball growing up. And, um, you know, cross countries during football season, my, my seventh grade year just, you know, didn't, wasn't enjoying it as much um, as I had been. And, um, again, had a lot of friends, good friends that were running cross country. So thought I'd, you know, give it a shot and just really enjoyed it, you know, getting to spend time with those friends and just, um, you know, also just jumping into a new sport and, and learning the different parts of it. Um, and I guess my, you know, first impression was, um, you know, I really liked the, um, objectivity of it to where it's, you know, not a subjective result. You cross the line in a certain time and that's, you know, how good you are. And then also being able to see when you put more work in, you know, the results improve. Um, so really enjoyed that kind of um, objectiveness of the sport. And then also, you know, the camaraderie that came with running with all the guys and, um, you know, that that part of the sport as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for sure. So I'm curious to hear, especially James, as someone who got into the sport of running a little later, why did you choose to pursue running over any other sport? And in addition to that, what do you think makes this sport special after having done multiple sports before it? I love the the ability you could really be as good as uh, as you want to be in a way that if you trained, you know, recovered, uh, you could get really good at the sport. Uh, that was really appealing to me. Uh, I'd, pay, I'd played mostly team sports with soccer 
swimming is in a way that as well. Uh, so I'd already kind of had that, that love and passion for it. Um, and then, you know, it's different than other sports in the way that it's so holistic. Um, I still, to this day, don't believe there's another sport that mentally and physically you have to be so dialed in. Um, you know, there's a reason that these top men and women, uh, can only race, you know, 15 to 20 times a year, uh, because of the demand where, you know, maybe a professional soccer player is playing, you know, 40, 50, 60 games a year, you know, three times the amount. So, um, that's such a unique part of our sport is just how mentally and physically dialed in you have to be to perform. Um, and that's, you know, obviously at the professional level, but really every level, right? I know high schoolers will race a lot, um, but the but the meets that really matter, you have to show up ready to go. Same for college. And that's a really awesome part about our sport. So James, you mentioned at first that you guys first met each other when you both attended uh, Furman University. So what were your first impressions of one another when you first met each other? Yeah, when I first, when I first met Wilkerson, hard work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the I was a freshman, Wilkerson was a sophomore, and he was really the only sophomore in his class. Um, you know, we could have a whole another podcast about Furman cross country and track and field. Um, and for maybe some people listening, they know how good the program is now. It was a lot different when Wilkerson and I got there. So I was a freshman in 2010. Uh, Wilkerson was a sophomore. And yeah, just he worked super hard um, and he wanted to be great. Um, and he's gotten to that level, which has been awesome, but hard work for sure. So Wilkerson, can you chronicle how your relationship expanded even to the point of starting a company with one another? Yeah, I mean, I think from, yeah, exactly. First meeting James, I think we um, just hit it off really well. Um, you know, I was excited to have a, a new group of younger guys on the team. Um, and I mean, if you know James, there's literally nobody that doesn't like James. You can't not like James. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think we also connected on the fact, like James said, you know, um, just being dialed in and kind of having that same mindset. Um, and yeah, just got to be, you know, really good friends, obviously through the team. And, um, over time that relationship has only, you know, grown, um, uh, you know, definitely my, my best friend, somebody that I can trust, you know, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, it, um, yeah, it's been, been awesome to just, you know, have that level of, friend and you know such a such a quality person so uh, yeah so james you can start out with this one and then wilkerson you can follow up what are the biggest lessons you've learned from your running career so far how to really fail and be okay with it right how to know something's going to be really tough and get through that um so it could be a really hard training week and you know you just know that you need to get through that long run at the end of the week um, it can be you really prep for a race and you flopped it and all those things relate to your personal life, your professional life, um, and then interpersonal skills too. So running is an individual sport, but everyone knows how team oriented cross country is. And you can't really train alone in running. I mean, you can, and I'm sure there's men and women out there training alone. Uh, they're definitely the anomaly though, right? It really does take a group, right? It takes a great coach. I think it's great teammates. And so learning that um, is so valuable. I've been in corporate America now for like seven or eight years, but that teamwork that I learned at Furman, hugely impactful 
Um, so I think on a real personal level, you learn a lot about yourself. And then on a real team and interpersonal level, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the obvious lessons you learn are, you know, the discipline, um, you know, how to be consistent, you know, the, the drive to to want to be good. Um, but, you know, kind of to echo again, you know, James's point and also, um, you know, a, a previous point, you know, I, I do think there is a lot of value and, um, you know, doing hard things and experiencing that and being able to push through that because um, running is, as everybody knows, is, is not an easy sport. Um, and so it's, it's figuring out when things aren't going well, um, you know, and even in those individual moments of pain in a race, you know, how, how do you respond? And, um, you know, that, that just applies so much to life because life is hard as well. And, you know, when, when there are those hard moments, you know, learning how to, deal with those and persevere, I think is just a, a huge skill that, um, you know, I, I think most people know on service level, but really experiencing that and, and learning that in a meaningful way um, is, a, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So whoever wants to take this one can, what lessons have you learned in running that would go on to help you start a company? Ooh, yeah, I love that question. One of the things I think that running taught me that has been so important as we started Stoke um, is incremental gains and success, right? We had a thing at Furman called Start Small, Think Big. Um, And you can, I mean, this is not a uniquely running thing, but I learned it through running, which is you need to start small, right? Um, Have wins, right? Have small goals like, hey, we just want to... uh, Let's, let's brand the product. Let's figure out how to put it in a jar. Let's figure out how to design the label. And you're starting small, but you're thinking really big. Wilkerson's amazing at thinking big. I'm really good at thinking in the next like 24 hours. And we balance that really well off each other. Um, Cause he has an idea of what this company wants to be in like five years. And sometimes I can't think past like tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but we said that as a college team, right? Because you know, the week that you're in, the training week you're in matters a lot. Start small, but then think really big, like think all the way to the national meet. Um, and it's so true, right? Because a lot of you listening could be in the middle of summer training, getting ready for cross country, but just like start small thinking about your summer training, you know, week by week, day by day, don't overthink it. And that's going to lead to really big results in the fall. Um, but that's true for business too. And it's been really cool to see that come together. So can you take our listeners behind starting the company, what year it started, and maybe some of the victories and challenges you went through in the first few months of starting a company? And of course, I'm sure 99.999% of our listeners have never endeavored to do such a big thing. So maybe take us behind some of the logistics as well of what it's like to start this big thing. Yeah, I'll start by just the very beginning and I'll kick it to Wilkerson because he can talk about kind of the idea behind it. But he had probably mentioned to me the idea a couple times, kind of, you know, just when we're just rambling. And one of the first times was I watched him go go run the Houston Marathon. It had been uh, January of 2016. Um, he was actually a top American. Uh, he ran a PR that day. Um, and I think afterwards we were hanging out just talking about stuff and he kind of mentioned it um probably a couple more times through that year 
But you fast forward actually all the way to 2018, so you know two years later, and I go down to Atlanta now to visit him, and he had made a prototype. Um, and I think at that point, you know, that was really when I tried the product. We had been talking about it, kind of shooting it back and forth. And I think tasting it for the first time, and I guarantee you it tasted a lot worse. It still tastes good, but a lot worse than it is now. And that, you know, that's when it really clicked with me. Um, and, you know, we had already been kind of brainstorming it. Like, what would this look like? How do we want to market it? Um, so that was a really cool part of the journey, right? So this wasn't just like a big bang idea. It definitely was thought about for even a couple years kind of back and forth but the idea for the product is really cool but wilkerson that really spun from him so i i really want you guys to hear that from him as well yeah i mean i, I think um yeah the story you know exactly um that and you know the, the idea i think just you know kind of saw an opportunity with you know obviously being involved in and in running endurance sports um, you know, you're, you're, you pay attention to what other, other people are doing, competitors, friends, teammates, um, and just notice that, you know, pretty much everybody, you know, James and I knew was eating peanut butter in some form before training competition. And, um, I, I had studied nutrition a little bit in college and, um, just really passionate about it and, and, um, love learning about nutrition and, um, studying it and just, you know, kind of, I've also worked with some nutritionists throughout my um, running career and it just always been advised to stay away from peanut butter. It just has some inherent inflammatory properties that really make it not the best thing you could be eating. And so, um, you know, kind of pairing those ideas of, you know, peanut butter is really not the best thing you could be eating, but that's what everybody's eating before, you know, training and competition. It's like, you know, let's create something that really would be the optimal fuel. Um, and so that's kind of where the, the idea came from. And, um, you know, in, in the market, there's just no, you know, product like that. that's really just built, um, or at least nut butter that's built, you know, to, you know, optimize that physical and mental performance. Uh, you know, a good analogy I, I like, um, so I've actually, Jim Weber recently released a book, um, the CEO of Brooks and talks about, you know, before running shoes, everybody was wearing basketball shoes, um, to run in. And, you know, there was this opportunity of, you know, let, let's create a, a shoe that's meant for running. Um, and that's, that's kind of in a way, kind of how I uh, equate Stoke to the nut butter market, it's, you know, everybody's eating peanut butter, basketball shoes. Um, let's create a running shoe, Stoke, that is going to be better for running. And so, um, you know, I guess that that's kind of the, the origin of the idea. And, um, you know, I think, you know, James also like helped foster that because, you know, obviously being runners and, you know, having that, um, connection and, um, background in our relationship, it's easy to, you know, bounce ideas and, um, you know, iterate on, on things and, and just see, you know, if it's, if it's something valid. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a fun process kind of, you know, thinking through things and, um, you know, again, kind of curating those ideas and, um, and then, uh, you know, eventually starting a company, company off of them. 
Yeah, for sure. So branching off of that, I think probably a lot of our listeners heard what you just said and thought to themselves, no way, like peanut butter is not the most ideal thing to eat before runs. And and that probably flips the misconception in their brain, because even me personally, I think growing up uh, in like running and and discovering running and trying to get better as a runner, I feel like just the culture, peanut butter and running like go hand in hand in the culture and everyone eats peanut butter as runners for whatever reason. So can you go into some of the science behind Stoke and why it stands out from peanut butter, at least from eating before a run standpoint and like why it's more optimal for performance because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very confused right now. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the best way to tackle that question is probably, um, you know, why peanut butter isn't optimal fuel. Um, and there's kind of multiple reasons. So um, I think the most basic and obvious is, you know, peanut butter is just peanuts. You're just getting the the macro, micro, and you know, phytonutrients from peanuts. Um, and so because of that, you know, you're missing key vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients that are, you know, optimal, optimal for performance. Um, and then on top of that, so peanuts are actually not nuts. They're legumes. They grow underground um, and they're susceptible to colonization by a mold called asparagus mold. Um, that mold releases a spore um, onto the peanut um, that's what's known as an aflatoxin, which is a known carcinogen that leaks into the peanut. Peanuts have a very porous shell. Um, and, you know, because of that, when the, when peanut butter is made, you know, the FDA regulates the levels of aflatoxins that are acceptable. Um, but even, you know, a minuscule amount of aflatoxin, you know, is, is going to cause some inflammation and, uh, be damaging to your, to your health ultimately. So, um, you know, you have that and then peanuts are also very high in omega-6 essential fatty acids and have virtually no or no um, omega-3 essential fatty acids. Um, omega-6 essential fatty acids are the inflammatory ones. Omega-3s are the anti-inflammatory ones. Um, and so with a disproportionate balance like that, you're actually going to, you know, increase inflammation a little bit. Um, not a huge deal if you, you know, balance it with an omega-3 um, containing food, but, you know, standing alone, it's, you know, again, not, not going to be ideal. And then kind of a last reason, you know, peanuts are, unless you're buying, you know, organic peanut butter, um, peanuts are one of the most heavily sprayed crops with pesticides, fungicides, herbicides. Um, and so, and again, because the peanut has such a porous shell, a lot of those chemicals are going to be leaching into the peanut and as a result, getting into peanut butter, which is, you know, going to, again, cause um, some inflammation. So, you know, take those um, factors and then, you know, stoke what's created to, so nuts and seeds are really some of the most nutrient dense foods you can eat. Uh, and the idea with stoke was let's, you know, combine a bunch of different nuts and seeds and build up this nutritional profile that's going to have these optimal vitamins and minerals and, you know, and contain levels that are meaningful and are going to make, you know, a performance different. So, you know, it's, it's funny, you think of a food product having a recipe and creating a recipe, being in the kitchen, you know, optimizing for taste, but really the way I, I think about building stoke is more of a math problem. I have these 
these nutrients and the levels that I want in the product. And so then, you know, the ingredients I'm in, we're, you know, we're including and um, the amounts and everything are all centered around this um, goal of content, you know, providing these, these nutrients. Um, and so, and, and, and because of that, you see some unique ingredients in Stoke. It's, you know, it is a combination of a bunch of different nuts and seeds, but also has dates and nutritional yeast and turmeric. Um, and, and so, you know, everything in there has a purpose. Um, and so, um, you know, that's, and that's really what, you know, sets it apart is again, it's, it's really built to support that optimal physical and mental performance. Um, because in a sport where anything could matter, everything does matter. For sure. Uh, and I appreciate you like kind of lying out the facts of this. And for those uh, listening to this, I highly encourage you to go to stokeperformance.com to really read more about the product and even look at the ingredients of each individual product. Because the first time I ever uh, discovered you guys and went on your website and uh, started looking through the ingredients, I'm like, like I, I was trying to figure out like wh- what your shortcoming was, if that makes sense, because every single nut butter or peanut butter I've ever eaten or seen, there's always something like sneakily put in there that uh, that makes it like not 100% clean or healthy. Um, so I have to ask, just out of pure curiosity, you go to your website, you see the key nutrients in it, you see all the nuts and seeds in it, and it's really like a perfect product. And if I was in charge of the company, I would not change a single thing about the product, which I think is something super unique that sets you guys apart from other companies. So I'm curious to hear, how how many months or weeks did it take you to come up with this formula for uh, each individual product? And I know, like, obviously, with different flavors come different ingredients, but generally, you use the same formula for each nut butter. So how long did it take you to come up with this formula for this amazing product? Yeah, Dominic, that's a fun question. So I think we're on iteration in the high 30s or low 40s of, like, original Right. And you hit it around the head where like original is essentially the base and then the other flavors, we just add a nut plus like a flavoring. So we're on high thirties, low forties of iterations. Um, so it's, it's taken us a while. And I would say the first iteration that Wilkerson never made was probably in 2018. Um, and yeah, there were some rough ones in there, man. <laughs> there were some <laughs> ingredients. There were some ingredients early on. Like I look back and some of the stuff that I made my wife try as I like made it in my kitchen was, uh, questionable, um, you know, but I think that's the beauty of it, right? Like you're just experimenting, right? Like, and, um, but that's been really fun. And even as we launched the product, like the first Stoke made, um, in mass production at our current co-packer, um, was made in November of 2020. Um, so less than two years ago. And even where that product, as it rolled off, you know, the conveyor belt, where we where we've grown since then is significant. So just in two years and, you know, um, maybe in two years will be, will we be as dramatic of difference? No. Um, but I think, you know, we really have been able to refine it through customer feedback and I, and ideation. So that's a fun part about it too, is, um, you know, the products kind of always, we're just trying to make it the best for the customer. Um, but, uh, I'm happy that customers now have our current version and not version like five. <laughs> 
Yeah, how, that. for sure. How special is it to reflect on just how far you've come? I know you shared some stories on the original product and how far you've come since then, but kind of curious about that because my podcast started in June 2020, and I know personally, uh, maybe it's through puberty, my voice has come a long way, but also just like the podcast in general has become a lot more quality and a lot better just in two years. And you guys are coming up on your two year anniversary of the original product. So how cool is it to you guys to reflect on how far you've come and uh, some of the things you've changed in the past two years to make the product even better? Oh man, I think it's great. And um, I think like I was talking about, start small, think big. Uh, that's what we've both done, right? You started on episode one. Um, now you're almost at 80, right? You've done this for two years. Um, you've had amazing guests, so much stuff to be proud of, but I know that you're thinking about episode 150 and 200 as well. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think that's some of the stuff that we balance too, right? It's kind of like, I think we've all run a PR and we've crossed and we've saw a time. And what's the first thing we all think? Like I can run faster which yep. is crazy because you just ran the fastest your body has ever moved. And you just think like, I think I want to, I think I, well, I want to, but I know I can run faster. That, right. <laughs> there's never, there's maybe a moment of celebration and it's straight to like, you know, better, faster, stronger, which is awesome. And that's what makes us all competitive. That's what makes us runners. Um, but yes, we are very proud. Um, and you know, we have a lot of work to do, but um, I love that perspective because you have to be proud of how you've gotten here. Um, and the work you've put in and then just have that fuel you for what's to come. Yeah, branching off of this even more, Wilkerson, maybe you want to take this one since James has answered the previous two questions. Why do you think it's important to focus on the process rather than the outcome? I know that's an important principle in both running life and I'm sure in starting a company. Yeah, I think to you know get to an end goal, you know, like James said, it, it's important to take those incremental steps. You know, you don't, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it takes, it takes time to um, work towards your goal. And that, and that's, that's part of the beauty of it is the, the consistency and um, being able to, you know, just, just keep going. Um, there's going to be setbacks along the way and um, you know, you're going to have to adapt and, and adjust things, but ultimately that's what makes life exciting. You know, it's, um, you don't know what's, what's coming next. And, uh, but, you know, to get, to get to those, those big goals, it's important to, um, you have a, have a plan that is realistic to, to get there. Um, because, you know, big things don't just happen. Um, they take thought and planning and a lot of hard work along the way. So, um, and you know that's one thing that is, I, I think, very similar to to running and and also a company is you know people see the end result, they see the um, you know the PR, the the finished product. Uh, what they don't see is the hours and hours and hours of hard work and setbacks and injuries and um, you know things along the way that aren't glamorous and um, but are you know, crucial to, to getting where you want to be. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, always want to have those big goals, but also have a actionable plan to get there. 
So we've talked about you guys have been in existence for almost two years officially. Obviously, uh, the the idea has been around for a while, but um, starting a company is no easy task. And I can't even imagine some of the struggles you guys have had to go through to get to where you're at now. So I'm curious to hear what were the hardest things about starting a company and maybe some things uh, you would go back and tell yourself back then when you were had the idea to start this company. I, I yeah. Biggest thing no. is just uh, the uncertainty. Um, you know, you're you have these ideas and really no idea if they're going to work. I mean, I remember the first time we walked into our co-packer, we didn't have any idea what that was going to be like. Um, and so, you know, you're just you you have a plan, you assess all of the information that you have and try to make the best decision. But um, you know, starting out, it's you know. There's no rule book on how to start a business. You know, it, I mean, there's sure there's guides and everything, but every business is different and you don't know. Um, and also you don't know what you don't know. And so, uh, but that's what, you know, I think makes a great entrepreneur is, you know, when things come up that aren't expected, you don't panic and shut down. It's, you know, okay, this happened. Let's assess um, what did happen and then let's choose the best route forward. Um and so, yeah, I would say just the, the uncertainty is um, one of the, the biggest things. James, do you have any? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the uncertainty and it's just the, you know, uh, reach out to people, you know, get denied, reach out to people, get pinged to someone else. Like you're just, um, you're doing a lot of fishing and you're just like trying to reel stuff in. Um, and that's a fun part of it too. Um, and having the patience to know that, you know, and I know we've just talked about how we've been doing these endeavors for two years and like, how awesome is that? Like how, how we've grown in two years, but also it's two years of work. Right. And so it's not going to happen overnight. Right. You didn't get to episode 80 in a week, you know, you got there in two years by meticulously going through it. Um, but a funny story, right. Is one of the hardest things man can be spelling too. So um, <laughs> we made <laughs> we made coffee macadamia nut, which is on the website. You can buy it today. And when you buy coffee macadamia nut, it comes and macadamia is spelled correctly. But when we first launched the product, we picked up the labels and we walk in and we get the labels from a local place here in Charlotte, North Carolina, imprinting. They're great, you know, supporting another small, medium sized business. And we know the owners and I walk in, I'm like, oh, you know, thanks for the business and everything. We're just kind of, you know, exchanging pays. And Wilkerson, like, is not talking. Just, like, stone-cold face. <laughs> okay? And we walk out, and he just blurts out. He's like, macadamia spelled wrong. And I actually have a jar right here that I still have in my hand. And we spelled macadamia, M-A-C-A-D, and then we left out the A, M-I-A. So it's macadamia. It's not even <laughs> So we, we, we make the product, we launch it, we start sending it to customers. And I'm getting emails in the support inbox saying like, hey, this product's great. Do you know you spelled macadamia nut wrong? <laughs> oh, that's so good. And uh, yeah, it's just like, that's the stuff, right? And, uh, you know, not embarrassed. I mean, a little bit embarrassed, honestly, we should have, that's uh, pretty bad, but, you know, uh, not discouraged, definitely. And, you know, we corrected it when we made more and life is good. 
So again, I think part of what makes running special, and I'm sure you guys agree with me, is all the lessons learned in running are also applicable to life or in business. And I think a, a reoccurring lesson in running is the idea of failure, and you definitely get that in life and in business. So why has uh, you know even or like uh, having a printing label company spell macadamia wrong? Why do you think it's important to fail in order to succeed and get better? Yeah, the real simple answer there is just when you fail, you really, you learn a lot about yourself and your business. Um, constantly winning, you can just really just take the success and just keep going. When you fail, a lot of times you take a step back, right? You evaluate. Um, maybe you look back at your training the past two months and you're like, I could have improved here. I could have gotten more sleep, you know, or, you know, you launch a product and it doesn't go well, which we've had that happen to us and you say, okay, what could we have done? Could we have tweaked the product? Could we have marketed it better? So I think the, uh, it, the way you're able to retro yourself and your business when things go poorly is just hugely important. And those, those failures make the success at the end way more meaningful. Um, yeah. when you have those, you know, hard times and, and setbacks, um, but are able to, to push through it. Just it, it makes, you know, the success at the end so much sweeter. So Wilkerson, you did a masterful job of lying out uh, why Stoke Performance is superior scientifically. But James, I would love to hear your elevator pitch. Um, not not the five minute super scientific reason. If you got in on an elevator with your casual runner who wants to be their best self, and you knew they ate peanut butter before every run, what would be your pitch to them to switch to Stoke Performance, not butter? I would ask them if, when they do a road race or um, when they go on the track, are they still wearing regular spikes or uh, one quarter inch flats? Or are they wearing, you know, the newest Nike super shoe, the newest track super spike? Because uh, that's what Stoke is in a way for pre-run or post-run nutrition, right? Uh, peanut butter is your flat that you wore six years ago, that your foot was basically on the cement, or your spike that would just had like the smallest amount. And then Stoke is that super shoe uh, that's really going to give you everything extra that you need um, or in the super shoe sense that extra cushioning so um, you know I think when I, I think when we all first saw a super shoe we said no way that's way too big um, and I think you could look at Stoke and say that's so many ingredients but it's a good stuff and it's what your body needs for sure and I'm excited to uh, smash a big PR this fall and be like it was because I started eating Stoke performance in the summer um, but that was a, a phenomenal analogy I think uh, that's a that's one of the better elevator pitches I've ever heard uh, Wilkerson maybe to uh, top this off before we get into some final questions what do you think makes Stoke performance special aside from maybe the scientific side of things um, I mean it, it's it's built for performance it's built for um, a specific audience um, in a way that, that no other nut butter on the market is. Um, you know, it, it, and again, it, it, it's the formula is, was, you know, carefully created. Um, it's not just, you know, let's try to make something that, that tastes good. It, it really has purpose behind it. Um, and that's really where you see the value. It's, you know, providing those things that your body does need to 
um, you know, perform at an optimal level. And, you know, I know it's, you know, not going to be just night and day on one run, but, you know, consistent proper nutrition is a huge part of, of running. Um, and really to, you know, be the best runner you can, you, you, you really need to look at all aspects of, of the sport and nutrition is, is a big one. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, um, really is what, you know, makes, makes Stoke special and, um, very different from anything else on the market. So James, you can go first followed by Wilkerson. What things are you guys most excited about for the future of the company in the coming years? I'm excited to continue to grow our brand and the product um, in the running space. Uh, we're very focused in the running space. Um, so in the kind of, I'd say short term future, continue to grow there. And then the longer term, really get into grocery retail, right? Uh, we wanna be able to be found by everybody. Um, and obviously runners are everywhere. Um, so we're excited to continue to grow in the running industry, um, as well as outside of it. Um, and I think, you know, that's just a really exciting proposal. Um, so the growth, especially in retail over the next couple of years is going to be big for us. And, and for me, you know, being the, the big picture guy, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think just, you know, making a positive impact on, um, you know, nutrition first nationwide and then, you know, globally. Um, and also just growing, growing the brand, um, you know, kind of the vision that, that James and I have for it is turning it into a, a brand with multiple product categories. You know, nut butter is um, a great, you know, start for us, but, um, you know, definitely looking at creating a brand that provides products that are supporting optimal physical and mental performance and, and multiple food categories. Um, and so those are, yeah, thinking about those things definitely, um, get, gets me excited and, uh, yeah, look forward to that in the future. So let's say a potential investor is listening to the podcast and they decide after listening to this podcast to donate $1 million to the company. What are the first things you guys do with that money? Or gas on the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would really allow us to scale our production um, and go even more aggressive into retail. Um, we have a super solid product right now, uh, but the ability to take that capital, um, make enough product to be really aggressive uh, with retail purchase orders um, would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, just make it make it available to people and then also let them know. So, um, you know, getting it into more places. So it's, it's more widely accessible. And then also, you know, those, those marketing dollars that are going to basically expand our audience and be able to tell, tell more people. Um, because it, it's tough as, you know, starting out as a company to, um, grow that way when you don't have, you know, those million dollar investors and, um, huge marketing budget. Um, you have to be a little creative on, you know, how, how you get the word out. Cause it, at the end of the day, if, if somebody doesn't know about it, they're not going to buy it. Well, guys, so Dominic, we would keep sponsoring the running effect, but you would get really compensated, man. <laughs> I mean, you might, you might just, you wouldn't even have to work anymore. Podcaster full time. There we go. Official podcaster of Stoke Performance. I like it. Uh, guys, this, this conversation has been one super fun. It's always fun chatting with, 
successful individuals and not just that, uh, solid human beings. And you guys both do so much good for the world and in creating this product have helped out so many people. And I'm starting to see the benefits of using your product and it's super special. So today's conversation has been really fun, but to take the funness to the next level and top off this conversation, are you ready to go through the rapid fire questions also known as the going to the well segment? Okay, Wilkerson, you can go first, followed by James. My first question is favorite piece of running gear or technology? Brooks Ghost. Gotta be. Half stack sponsored toast. Greatest, um, greatest, <laughs> greatest trainer on the market. <laughs> um, this is a throwback. The, the, Nike, the Nike Pegasus Turbo, rest in peace, is gone. Yes. Best shoe, best shoe ever. Yeah, the real ones, no. Okay, so not. I don't want to drag this podcast out too long, and I know you have to go soon, but uh, I never had the opportunity to try out the original one, but I had the opportunity to try out the second one. Did you try out both, and if so, which one was better? Both? Oh, dude, second. Okay, because I really, really liked the second one, um, and it was sad to see it go. It's interesting to see like Nike create um, models and then discontinue them. I really like the Tempo Next Percent, and apparently they're discontinuing it. So I, I don't know what's going on over at that company. I see why Wilkerson is sponsored by Brooks, but enough said there. Heading on to question number two. If you were on a deserted island and you could only bring three things, what would they be? I'm going to think in terms of survival here. I'm, well, first I'm going to go Bible, um, and then I'm going to probably bring – two kind of weapons to be able to survive no um, stoke performance yeah, gonna... there i mean that's a survival <laughs> yeah. thing come on of course uh ultimate supply of, of stoke there you go james how about you um yeah my wife loves to watch survivor which is not even close to like helping me answer this question but uh, yeah i'd say like a, probably a bible probably like as many jars of stoke as i could claim as one item um and then i don't know probably yeah like some type of like knife thing that i could use to build a shelter number three if you could race any distance against any athlete in the world what would the distance be and who would you choose to race and we're like unlimited like it doesn't matter like we're not as fast as we are right now yeah you can you you can be as fast as you want to be i guess uh take this question as you want (laughs) so so i get uh Meet this person, no yeah. matter what. Uh, not necess- I don't know. Here's the thing about this question. I've I've heard guests take this many different directions. Some go with their current fitness. Some go with Usain Bolt fitness and choose to race Usain Bolt. It's really up to you as to how you want to approach the question. I'll go slightly better than Kipchoge fitness and race Kipchoge. <laughs> steal the In steal the clout. Yeah, yeah. and I think. Yeah, and I think I want to be as fast as Jakob and just like rip a 1500 because that was my event at Furman. But like, I couldn't imagine breaking 330. I mean, that must feel amazing. Probably so, feels almost as I'll good as one. trying Stoke for the first time, I imagine. Uh, okay, number <laughs> four, what book has had the most impact on your life? Um, I think there is a book about making your bed every day uh, by like a Navy seal that was really good my mom gave me when i graduated it's just all about discipline um that served me really well since i've been in the professional world yeah that book is awesome i love that one yeah i mean i think the the obvious answer is you know my faith is really important to me so you know the bible um is gonna be that one that one for me but outside of that i would say i really liked unbroken i mean i know it's been made into a movie as well um but that story just is is always been really inspiring to me and and 
just crazy, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that book as well. And I, I don't know, I guess we, uh, we all share common interests because I love the Bible. I love Unbroken and I love how to make your bed. So three very solid choices. My final question, the question I ask every guest on the podcast for the last bit now is if you had Gordon Ramsay coming over for dinner tonight, what would you make for him? Wilkerson, you can take this one and then James, you can top it off. Yeah, this is, I mean, Stoke is the obvious answer, but outside <laughs> of that. That can be so, for dessert. Yeah, I am really well known for my ability to make incredible basmati rice. Um, and so it's, I know it's not a complicated dish, but when it's done right, it it's special. So I'm going to go, yeah, with, with basmati rice. Um, we've been making a bunch of tacos in my household lately, like good tacos, good tortillas. So I think I would whip up some professional grade tacos for Gordon Ramsay and see what he thought about them. Well, James and Wilkerson, this conversation has been super fun. It's been awesome getting to hear the origins of the company and some future plans. I can't wait to see all the amazing things God has in store for you in the coming two years. I know you guys are a relatively new company, so I can't wait to see all the big things that you guys accomplish because with the work ethic and dedication that you guys have, something special is definitely brewing over at Stoke Performance, and I'm lucky to be somewhat a part of the company. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. and. Um, Uh, my best wishes for everything upcoming that comes your way this future. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. It's awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Running Effect. If you liked it, I would greatly appreciate it if you share with your friends, subscribe to the show, and give us a five-star review on Spotify. That way, people who haven't discovered the show can discover the show more easily. Another way you can help the show is to support the people who support us. Currently, this podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV and Stoke Performance Nut Butter. I would greatly appreciate it if you guys support those organizations and use our discount code, which is quote the running effect in all caps we get a small commission from all sales using that code so you are directly contributing to the future of the podcast you can also follow us on instagram my username is the running effect and we also have a strava club and i believe our username slash club name is called the running effect or the running effect podcast one of those i'm sure will come up so i hope you all enjoyed this week's episode i hope to catch you all in next week's episode so until then happy running